When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's your favorite Lone Ranger, Crystal Clear. Yes, I'm back, and I'm back with more Morgulons. Got a lot of big news today. The first news item, new research from the Charles E. Holman Foundation. They still think it's Lyme, y'all. Hey, I've got an open mind. Let's see what they have to say. That's coming up. Another piece of big news. Out of Atlanta, Georgia, Freedom House to be exact, and straight from this horse's mouth, is it about Morgulons? Nay, no, it's not. Y'all, guess who got a new job? New job with a better boss and and better pay. I'm talking about twenty-five thousand dollars. Twenty. Oh, yes, I turned rejection and dejection into $25,000 of opportunity not lost. And that's just another great example of how. Whether it's good or bad, this too shall pass. That's right. When I lost my job on April Fool's Day, feeling like a fool, I heard my own words echo in my ear, and they were crystal clear. The words that I heard were, wait and see, maybe. Y'all remember that story? The one with the old farmer? who keeps getting good news that turns into bad news that turns into good news that turns into the bad news. And all along the way, he says, maybe, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, let's wait and see. So while I'm celebrating, I'm also still just standing back, just witnessing my life as it unfolds, this fate I have been given, and this destiny that I choose. I hope you're choosing your destiny out of your fate today. And I thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to more Morgulons. I'm glad you're here. So sit back, settle in, get yourself a drink. If you drink, if you don't drink, have some bubble juice. That's what my niece calls non-alcoholic champagne. Um, I want to talk to you today about the Charles E. Holman Foundation's latest research. Got an email in my inbox and it said, guess what? Once again, we have established the link between Lyme disease and Morgulons. We've got new people doing new research. So, all right. I mean, you know, like I said, I will believe what the evidence suggests to be the truth about Morgulons. Because 
I don't want to be right. I just want to know what the fuck this shit is. Um, it's definitely not all in my head. <laughs> that is one thing I know for sure. Um, so what is this new paper all about? All right. So I found this is the first link that pops up. EIN News Desk is the website, EINnews.com. Study cements link between protein, morgulons, lesions, and Lyme disease. And there's a picture of a guy's hand, and it's got a huge fucking lesion on it. Scaly-ish purple thing with like a red rim around it. And the caption says, rash on patient's hand containing embedded blue and white fibers detected with magnification. Uh, still also just saying, don't really quite understand why the magnification thing is always emphasized so much, uh, with their research, because uh, these things are very, very small, but they're also macroscopic because, because you, you can, can see, see them with your eyeballs. I can see them. And I'm an incredibly young-looking old person. Then the cat. Then it says, international research team probes mysterious skin disease related to tick-borne illness. Then there's a quote. This was a very challenging diagnostic case, said Dr. Hagblad. What? We have a new doctor on Gilligan's Island? I am pleased that we could get to the root of the problem and alleviate the patient's suffering. That's what medicine is all about, Dr. John S. Hagblad. That is what it is all about. That and the Benjamins. I'm talking money, money, money. Uh, Washington, D.C., USA, May 10th, 2021. EINpresswire.com, a study published in the prestigious journal Clinical, Cosmetic, and Investigational Dermatology. We'll have to look up that prestigious journal here in a minute, make sure it's peer-reviewed. Uh, but anyway, illustrates the link between Lyme disease and the mysterious skin condition called Morgulon's disease. The news was hailed by the Charles E. Holman Morgulon's Disease Foundation of Austin, Texas. Oh, shout out, Austin, Texas, Maury girl. Love you, girl. An organization supporting research, education, diagnosis, and treatment of Morgulon's disease. Uh, the investigation was funded by the Called to Serve Foundation of Provo, Utah. What the hell is Called to Serve Foundation? That's another thing we got to look up along with the Clinical Cosmetic and Investigative and Investigational Dermatology Journal. Okay, uh, Called to Serve Foundation. The study involved collaboration among an international team of researchers, including microbiologist Marianne Middleveen. We know her. She's the one that put out the uh, theory, sort of like spearheaded the theory about uh, bovine digital dermatitis. That's right, cowboys, cowgirls, and cow queers. We are talking about Mugalons. Um, I personally think that's the best theory that the... Charles E. Holman Foundation has come up with so far because it appears thus far that sample size two, because Austin Morgie Girl and I have both been using topical antibiotics, specifically for me personally, oxytetracycline. I think Austin Morgie Girl might be using a broad spectrum one as well. Point is, these topical antibiotics seem to alleviate the lesions. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Buddha. Thank you, Krishna. Anywho, the study involved collaboration among an international team of researchers, including microbiologist Marianne Middleveen, physician John S. Hagblad, and pathologist Roberto M. Martinez from Calgary, Canada. All right, Canada, shout out, eh? Um, so we got a couple of new physicians on the team, a pathologist and a physician. 
pathologist is like a physician trained um, disease investigator. He learns about the pathology of diseases, so how they progress, how they work. They're usually highly trained in examining tissues and other specimens. So also this international team of researchers includes molecular biologist Julie Lewis, another new name, uh, Giles A. Robichaud, I guess is how you say it, from the Université de Moncton, Canada, another Canadian uh, group here, awesome. Lab specialist Joyce, I cannot, something Shaw, and Iris De Cruz from Igenix Laboratories in Milpitas, California. Igenix, we have mentioned this on low dose antigen therapy episode. I uh, had some questions and skepticism about that particular company, commercial lab uh, company and still do, that, that apparently is something we will look into along with that journal and the Called to Serve uh, Foundation that funded this research. Uh, so, because we always look up like the people that are involved to see where credibility and credentials fall. Also included in this international team, the internist, Raphael B. Penis Enhancement Clinic Stricker and nurse practitioner, Melissa C. Fessler from Union Square Medical Associates in San Francisco, California, USA. Where's good old Ginger? This ain't the same island without Ginger, y'all. Okay, so that'll be interesting. We will definitely be looking up those new names that are participating in Morlon's research. Thank y'all for doing the research, and I hope it can be replicated. Morlon's disease is associated with tick-borne infections, including Lyme disease. Okay, uh, what other tick-borne infections is it associated with? And once again, I just say, according to like what evidence on Lyme disease because had a couple callers call in and say, hey, I've got tested for Lyme up, down, sideways, and backwards, and none of them said I had Lyme's disease. So would like to know a little bit more about that uh, particular claim. But anyway, patients with the condition are frequently afflicted with disfiguring skin lesions containing strange microscopic multicolored thread-like filaments. Um, disfiguring is right, y'all. I've had some new developments in my face, and guess what? They're not good. Ugh, we'll talk about that later, maybe. Um, but yeah, strange microscopic. Some of these things are microscopic, it seems. Many of them are not. As you guys know, many of them are macroscopic. Otherwise, how the fuck would we know that we have morgulons? It's not until you see weird shit coming out of your skin that you even know you have morgulons. It's not like you're sitting there with a microscope and you're like, oh, what is that? I've got morgulons. No. You can see it with your eyeballs. But um, yeah, multicolored thread-like filaments. Yeah, sure do have those. I'm interested to know if y'all have ever heard of uh, face glitter, fur balls, white fuzz balls, black specks. I got all those too, and I know a lot of my friends do out there. Um, just, just pointing it out, yes, threads do seem to be uh, like a central thing of morgulons, but filaments, threads, whatever. But I'm telling you guys, it's not just threads. They always talk about just the threads. Well, I guess because all the other shit sounds so weird and they just don't even want to recognize or acknowledge it, but it's happening. That was right. Glitter still coming out of my face. I got the fuzzies. Uh, black goo. Yeah, shout out. New York, Morgie, Abby. Thinking about you, girl. Hope you're well. Shout out, Tina. I love you, girl. Shout out, Tennessee, Morgie, man. How you been? Shout out Managing Morgellons. Shout out Jeremy of Morgellons Discussion Podcast. Justice of Morgellons Fireside Podcast. Check it out. But this paper is saying Morgies like Limeys 
have the following symptoms, fatigue, joint and muscle pain, neurological problems. I am so sorry if you are experiencing those systemic symptoms, characteristic of Lyme disease, joint and muscle pain, neurological symptoms and fatigue. That's terrible. I'm really sorry. I am so fortunate that I don't feel that I am. Uh, I, you know, basically my main issue is these disfiguring facial lesions. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, I do have a couple brain frogs, but I'm not so sure I can blame that on the Morgulons. Could just be a little froggy in there. I don't know. But anyway, for the past two decades, Morgulons has been a contested illness and the topic of polarized debate, with one side maintaining it is a delusional mental illness and the other side maintaining that it is the result of infection. This paper strengthens the argument that Morgulons disease is infectious in origin, says Cindy Casey Holman, director of the Charles E. Holman Morgulons Disease Foundation. It's heartbreaking that the repeatable, solid scientific evidence is not widely accepted by the medical community. The patients are stigmatized. They suffer. Well, we are stigmatized. That's for damn sure. Um, some of us suffer. Some of us choose not to suffer. We all have wounds. The patient in this case study, okay, so this is a case study, this research that proves Morgulons is a Lyme tick-borne thing, uh, is a one, a case study of one person, but it's still valuable. Uh, just saying that's a weak level of evidence. Um, it's only one, a sample size of one. Uh, so the patient, though, suffered from erosive genital ulcerations. Mm, that's a new one. That's a new one. Thank God the Morgulons haven't found my genitals. That would be terrible. Uh, so sorry for this patient and skin lesions that varied widely in appearance. Okay, I, yeah, that's interesting. Regardless of their location and pathological features, the skin rashes all displayed fibers typical of Morgulon's disease. Sensitive molecular and histochemical testing revealed that the bacterium Borrelia, the causative agent of Lyme disease, was present in vaginal cultures, serum, that's the blood or part of the blood, and skin specimens. So it sounds like they did a punch biopsy where they just gather up a whole cone of full thickness of, of your skin, because your skin has layers, right? So they just go punch it out. They get a little hole punch looking thing and they punch out a cone of skin and they test that tissue. So they said, we found it in the blood, we found it in her vagina, the, you know, the fluid or whatever, discharge in her vagina, uh, mucus, whatever, uh, and so vaginal mucus, serum, the blood, and in a, a, a tissue sample, skin specimen. The lesions present in this study are comparable to secondary syphilis. Oh, that's just wonderful. In that they show progressive stages of infection, explains Dr. Stricker. Oh, so now we all have syphilis. Great. I just met someone. Stricker says, quote, with antibiotic treatment, the lesions improved considerably and the patient recovered. But Dr. Stricker, here's the thing about recovery. If the lesions improve, but they're still there, you can't say recovered. She's in recovery, just like we all are. Stay tuned. You're alive. You survived. You're still alive. For there was no care that you could not bear. There is just one day. Let the rest fall away. You're alive. You survived. You survived. You survived. You survived.
Life was not fair, and there was no one there. You were all alone, without a friend, without a home. There at the world's end. But you're alive. You survive. You're alive. You survive. Survive, and you'll do it again until the bitter end. <laughs>